We're just now a couple weeks before Easter Sunday, the great resurrection of our Lord. During this, this, these last two weeks, we really focus in on allowing the Lord to do something new within our hearts. If you look around, the, the crucifix is covered, the statues are covered. It's a very ancient tradition. Some of those, uh, those of you who are older, you may remember it. After, um, after the, the new rubrics came out in about 1970, it became optional for Catholic churches. Uh, but it's still highly encouraged and it's still in the rubrics. You may ask, well, what's the purpose of covering up the statues? Which, what's the purpose of covering up the crucifixes? It's a rather strange reason, but uh, it's a good reason nonetheless. When a, culture, when a culture comes to know the Lord more and more, what ends up happening is they'll take things or make things that, that remind us of God, that remind us of, of the great mysteries He has done for us, therefore the crucifix, the statues. But then the next thing that can happen within our hearts is we become overly attached to the crucifix or to the statue, more so than we are the mystery behind the crucifix or the statue. So the church has this tradition that during this time period, we cover up those images so that we can be more focused on Jesus, on the Holy Eucharist, more focused on the altar, the great Paschal mystery, the death, the passion, death, and resurrection of Christ made present upon the altar in the Holy Eucharist. That we take our focus now off these images and we focus on Jesus. That's, that's the reason behind it. But for us, in our culture today, we, we don't really care much about statues and crucifixes. We care more about other things. So maybe during these final two weeks, take a sheet and throw it over your television set. Take something and maybe the, the apps on your phone that you find yourself distracted or that you keep going towards rather than, you know, focusing on Christ. A certain game or, I, I don't know, maybe it's your iPad you put away for these two weeks. But, but I just want to encourage you to do something like that at home. Just take it away. Cover it up. So that one may be more focused on, on our Lord. Jesus wants to do something new. Something new in your heart. The first reading is from the prophet Isaiah. I'm going to read the first part, and then I'll talk about that great event. Thus says the Lord, who opens a way in the sea and a path in the mighty waters, who leads out chariots and horsemen, a powerful army, till they lie prostrate together, never to rise, snuffed out and quenched like a wick. It's alluding to the event when the people of Israel left Egypt, crossed the Red Sea, and came into the Holy Land. That holy event, that's what it's alluding to. We're, we're, we like that scene, you know, the, the cartoon movie when we were way little, or maybe we've seen the Ten Commandments, there's different movies on the Ten Commandments. But there's that great scene in these movies where there's the wall of water to the right, wall of water to the left, and the people of Israel are walking across the dry ground to the other side. Pharaoh, his chariots, his horsemen, they come in 
to make slaves of the chosen people again. Remember, they were in Egypt. They were slaves. They were set free by God. They're going across the Red Sea. And Pharaoh and his army decide to follow them in. As the people of Israel get out on shore, God, in his mighty power, allows the sea to collapse. And the whole enemy, the enemy which is trying to prevent something new from taking place in the chosen people is destroyed. They're snuffed out and quenched like a wick. It's crazy. I I could walk over to one of the candles on the altar now and just quench the wick. Destroying the enemy is like that for God. That's how powerful he is. But he's only able to do that if the people are willing to walk across on dry ground to the other side. He's able to do something new. The Lord continues, he says, Remember not the events of the past, the things of long ago consider not. Meaning, don't remember the sins that you were attached to back in Egypt. Let that stuff go. See, I am doing something new. Now it springs forth, do you not perceive it? Jesus wants to do something new in your heart. If we, if we look outside now, springtime is here. The, the grass is starting to turn green. The trees are pushing their buds forth. The word Lent actually means spring. The church gives us the season of Lent to allow something new to take place in our hearts. Just as we look outside and we see something new taking place out there. Life is coming about. But I, don't, but I don't want you, as spring comes, that you watch everything happening outside, all these new things, these beautiful things take place, but not allow something new to take place in your heart. <clears throat> Let all of us, during these two weeks before Easter, put things aside that are distracting us from the Lord. Jesus wants to do something good. The new thing he wants to do in your heart is something good. Don't be afraid of it. Now I want to jump to the gospel reading. So here's the setting. Jesus is there teaching the people in the temple area. The scribes and the Pharisees bring in this woman whom they're trying to condemn to death. They bring her on in. And they tell Jesus, we caught this woman in the very act of committing adultery. You can imagine the embarrassment the, the struggle that's going on within her, the shame. She's there in front of everyone. Everybody's looking at her. You can just imagine what's, what's going on. And they ask Jesus, Now in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such a woman, such women. So what do you say? They try to put Jesus in a, in a, in a predicament. If he says, stone the woman, then the Roman Empire is going to arrest Jesus because they're the only ones who can have the death penalty. If Jesus says, don't stone the woman, then they can accuse Jesus because he's not following the Mosaic law. But Jesus goes deeper. 
he bends down and he begins to write on the ground. To write on the ground with his finger. The only other time that God, that, that we have recorded that God wrote with his finger is right after the people crossed the Red Sea on Mount Horeb when God gave the Ten Commandments. He wrote with his own finger on the tablets the Ten Commandments. He writes on the ground. He straightens up and he says, Let the one among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. He begins to write again. St. Augustine says that he, he was writing the sins of the elders, writing the sins of the people. And one by one they left, beginning with the elders. Jesus is left with the woman. Now, now really be attentive to what he does here. He strains up. He says, woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She replies, no one. Then Jesus says, neither do I condemn you. Go and from now on do not sin anymore. Jesus wants something new to take place within this woman's heart. He allows something new to take place in her heart. But he realizes something new can take place in this woman's heart unless she stops going back to her sin. Jesus doesn't come to condemn her, but he comes to allow something new, something good take place within her heart. I don't know what's going on in your heart right now. But if there's some sin that you're too ashamed to bring to Jesus, know that Jesus does not want to condemn you. But he wants to remove that sin. Jesus wants something new in your heart. He doesn't want your heart to be winter all year round. In fact, he never wants your heart to be winter. He wants your heart to be spring, full of life. Let's pray for the grace at this Mass. The grace, not only for ourselves, but for one another, that we may let go of our pride, may recognize our need for Jesus, but always remembering He only brings good things to us.